Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our mission is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have once again as our co-host, John Lewis. Hello, hello. How's it going? (laughs) Good. Glad to be here. So this is kind of a dad's episode. That's awesome. So a lot of our tips and conversations and um, interviews, everything's dad. Most of it's dad-related. So I thought we should supply dads with a couple dad jokes or something. We need a fresh supply. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you're familiar with King Arthur, right? And uh, the Knights of the Round Table. You know who the fattest knight on King Arthur's court was? Mm. Circumference. (laughs) And I think his size had something to do with pie. (laughs) The math teacher. There you go. So my, my wife asked me the other day if I'd seen the dog bowl. Okay. And I said, I didn't know he could. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. You, what did the pirate say when he turned 80? I made it. <laughs> That's good. All right, so bring it at me, bro. Did you, hear, did you hear about the guy who evaporated? He'll be missed. <laughs> <laughs> I got one to play off of that. Okay. All right. Uh, I tried to take a picture of the fog this morning, but I missed my chance. Did you? I guess I can do it tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I got uh, <laughs> We better just move on. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is too good. This, what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? What's that? Well, a hippo is really heavy, and a zippo is a little lighter. <laughs> <laughs> John, this is <laughs> yeah. an awesome uh, dad's episode. Yes. Tell us what we're, what else we're going to do. Uh, let's see. Uh, what are we going to do? <laughs> I can't see straight yet. Uh, homeschool news, first of all, today we're going to go back and review some of the history of homeschooling in North Carolina again. That was a fascinating uh, discussion yeah. last time, I thought. And then the homeschool conversation segment today, we're going to listen to a conversation that Matthew had with Brian Ray. He's the president of the National Home Education Research Institute, and Matthew asks what advice he has for homeschool dads, and we uh, will also listen to a conversation with a brand new homeschool dad at the conference this year, yeah, uh, 2022 Thrive Conference. And then uh, we will have our homeschool tip of the week, and today we're going to discuss some tips on how to be a great homeschool dad. So I'm really glad that we're doing an episode for dads because... Um, I think there's a lot more dads out there involved and active yeah, in a homeschooling sure journey so. than right. what uh, than, than what we get credit for sometimes. So yeah, let's encourage so. them. That's right. Yeah. Give them what they need, some information, That's inspiration. Right. All right. Well, going to uh, our homeschool news, we're going to go back in time in the news of the past, which is how did we get here? How did, how did the modern homeschool movement develop in North Carolina? And Debbie Mason uh, has been writing a series of posts on, on Facebook for us. Um, chronicling the steps um, of this movement. <clears throat> and, of course, she was there uh, in the 80s uh, beginning to, to read and think about this and, and homeschool her kid, and she's been on the NCHE board um, all along um, for most of the time. So this is part two, the creation of the DNPE, which stands for Division of Non-Public Education. Mm. And this happened in 1979. Since a North Carolina homeschool, since North Carolina homeschools come under the non-public law, the creation of the Division of Non-Public Education is a part of our history. 
1979, the Organized Christian Schools of North Carolina and the North Carolina Association of Christian Schools were successful in pushing through legislation that took the oversight of non-public schools away from the Department of Public Instruction. Instead, they were placed under the oversight of the Division of Non-Public Education. The new law was much less restrictive for non-public schools because it eliminated many of the operating regulations that were in place when DPI had oversight. Mm. Prospective homeschoolers saw this as an opportunity to legally operate as private schools. However, later that year, North Carolina Attorney General Rufus Edmiston issued an opinion about homeschools, and he said three things had to take place. Number one... Homeschools can receive no funding from the state. Number two, homeschools must be accredited by the state, Board of Education, or by the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools. Sucks. Or be an active member of the North Carolina Association of Independent Schools. Or number three, or and number three, homeschools must have students from more than one family. Hmm. These rules were not acceptable to the very small homeschool community. So the fight to homeschool legally continued. Later, when the courts had determined that a homeschool could operate as a private school, which we're going to hear more about how that happened later in the chronology, um, homeschools came under DNPE. And we have been under the division um, ever since. North Carolina is the only state in the country with a state agency that oversees private and homeschools hmm. that are not under the Department of Public Instruction. We believe that we are very fortunate in this state to not be under the supervision of the Department of Public Instruction. <clears throat> NCHE has a good and friendly relationship with the Division of Non-Public Education through the years. However, there have been times when we needed to work with them to get some things changed. Here are a couple of examples. One, early on, they were literal about needing a high school diploma and would not accept higher degrees. Um, having graduated from high school is a legal requirement to homeschool in North Carolina, and so they worked with DNP to get that changed. So you could show them a college degree, mm -hmm. for example. We also worked to get them to accept the ACT as an annual achievement test. This was done simply by getting the ACT to state that they were an achievement test. In the late 80s, they visited our homes, as they did other private schools, to inspect our records. Later... When there were too many homeschoolers to visit, they asked for us to send our records. NCHE made sure that they acknowledged that this was voluntary since it was not explicitly required by law. At the same time, NCHE recommended homeschoolers to do it. After we did this for a while, the office had too many records to hold and asked us to stop sending them. <laughs> Instead, they requested what they called record review meetings, which we're familiar with now. Mm -hmm. Again, we made sure that they acknowledged that these were voluntary. Today, DNPE is asking us to update our information online and do online meetings. And while NCHE still believes that this should be voluntary, their legal counsel says that it meets the law's definition of meeting in the school office. So this is an ongoing discussion right now, and mm -hmm. that is, do they have the legal authority to, to require us to meet them on an, in an online setting. Mm -hmm. One interesting story, this is, you're going to love this, John. One <laughs> interesting story is that for the first few years after our homeschool law was established, the legislature asked DNPE to keep track of our test scores. After reporting our test scores for three years, 
we were doing so much better than the public schools <laughs> that the legislature told them to stop. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want to know the test scores anymore. <laughs> we were averaging 83 to 84 percentile. Pri- private schools were averaging 81 to 83 percentile, and public schools were averaging 47 to 49 <laughs> percentile. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just I love stop, it. I've been in both worlds. Just stop so, taking I mean, the test. Yeah. Okay, so here's Debbie's personal note. Yeah. When we opened our homeschool, we were under the private school law before the homeschool law had been added. <laughs> DNPE came to our home to inspect our records. I remember the first time Rod Helder, the first DNPE director, came to my home. I was nervous, wondering if the kids would misbehave. Mm-hmm. To my relief, they didn't. We even hosted him overnight to save them money. Oh, wow. Several homeschooler families did this. When they asked for us to send our records in, we sent them in, as most of the homeschoolers did back then. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I so love this. That's part two history. That's awesome. We have several more segments. So I'm looking forward to this. I <laughs> really right. am. Uh, wow. Well, uh, today we're going to look at our homeschool conversation segment next, and we're going to listen to a conversation that Matthew had with Dr. Brian Ray. He's the president of the National Home Education Research Institute. And Matthew asks what advice he has for homeschool dads. So let's take a listen. That's right. How about some dad advice? What would you offer to dads who are currently homeschooled? Yeah. One, when I'm meeting, visiting with homeschool families, and if, let's say, the husband and the wife are standing there, and if the dad says, well, yeah, she homeschools, I say, no, no, don't tell me that. <laughs> you, plural, I think in the South you say y'all. Is that a plural? Yep. Y'all homeschool. Y'all are the educators of your children. That's one of the main things I want to say to dads is I don't care whether you are home 80 hours a week and work 20 hours a week outside the home, mm-hmm. or whether you work 80 hours a week outside the home and are home 20 hours a week, well, actually, I do care. But anyway, either way, both of you, if you're a married couple, you educate your children. Mm-hmm. So that's my main message. Okay. They say, well, wow, what do you mean by that, Brian? Are we just faking it? Yeah, I'm gone most of the time, and she's teaching them, reading, writing arithmetic. No, I'm saying, you don't fake it. Like, when you are there, you're engaged. So if you come home, Let's say you're the, you know, the conventional situation. You come home from work. I'm tired. I got to go take a 15-minute nap. And then when I wake up, I'll read the newspaper for an hour. No. That's like N-O. Because <laughs> 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 dads say, well, I work hard all day. I say, what does your wife do? <laughs> she works hard all day. Yeah, right? I mean, literally, I know sometimes, let's face it. If I'm sitting in a chair and moving stocks and bonds on my computer or doing research or an, I'm an IT guy. Okay, I haven't gotten to some other guys yet. And my wife's at home, home educating two, three, four, five, eight, twelve children and doing laundry and cooking and all that. Who's working harder? Mm-hmm. I know who's working harder. Okay, now, the guy might say, yeah, but I'm a carpenter. I swing a hammer all day. Cool. That's cool. You work physically hard. How about emotionally? psychologically, spiritually, working with your children all day long Mm -hmm. on relationships and math and science and organizing co-ops. Who's working harder? Mm. So 
I say, be engaged. Now, when you come home, even though maybe she's the main academic instructor, and that's kind of what I call it, hey, you can come home and you can bring a podcast, right? You can bring a podcast like this one. And you can sit down with your children, all the ones who are old enough to kind of get it, and watch it for 10 minutes. And then talk about talk it. Talk about it, yeah. It's, it's mm -hmm. like, and I know some dads are thinking, oh, Brian, that sounds so simple. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't make it hard. It's simple. Mm -hmm. And so in our family, a lot of people said, well, Brian, you know, you got a PhD and you got a master's in zoology and you got a BS in biology. You must have taught your kids amazing science and taught the science class. No, I didn't teach the science class. <laughs> I, I talked with them a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we were out in the garden, gardening, I talked about decomposition and earthworms and seeds and germination and photosynthesis and all that stuff. That's my, my thing, you mm -hmm. know? And then if we talked about the Bible, well, every Christian is supposed to be a theologian, right? Mm -hmm. So we would talk about what does the Word of God mean? And when I'd come home, I might bring home, well, I'm not in a video, so I'd bring home an article or an email I got from somebody from North Carolina or an email I got from somebody in Poland and I'd read it to them and then we'd talk about it. Mm. We had a whiteboard by the table, and I'd say, what did you do today? So you know, we had eight children, and, and we'd just go around the table, and sometimes i go random, and I'd say, what did you do today? And then she'd tell me what she did, and i said, oh, really? What kind of math did you do today? And they'd well, I was doing double-digit subtractions. i go, oh, really? And then I'd put a, one on the board, and she'd have to do one. Well, everybody else has to be quiet. Nobody else gets to talk. <laughs> they all want to talk. No helping. You know, and then I'd go to the next one, and what did you do today? Well, well, I was crying a lot because... She was beating up on me all day. <laughs> and we would talk about that. And the other one has to be quiet until I want to hear the side of it. So I think you get a picture. Dads, you're engaged. Yeah. You know, you do not have to be the main academic instructor if you work outside the home. But you are engaged and you go to homeschool conferences and you read articles and you read books and you talk with your wife and you encourage her and you give her breaks as much as you can. That, I don't know, is that enough for That's dads? Great. good yeah it was good um you know i i noticed that you matched his shirt perfectly just like you matched my <laughs> shirt perfectly today <laughs> i thought that was really cool when he was talking about uh just going through his day when they were doing the garden and yeah. he would talk about the science stuff it made me think about i actually preached this past sunday on uh, deuteronomy 6 oh, yeah. and and it made me think about that part of the passage where it says as you go right mm -hmm. as you do these different That's things right. train your t children diligently as you as you go about all these things in life and the, one of the points that i made this sunday was that good foundations are intentional and that's what he's talking about is just being intentional not necessarily mm -hmm. structured right uh, or, or, or curriculum based but intentional right yeah and i love how he said talk 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 to your kids yeah you know yeah. and that's exactly what it says in deuteronomy 6 Teaching them diligently, mm -hmm. um, talking to them, yeah. you know, while you're walking by the way, when you lie down, when you rise and all yeah. that. And so um, that's not always the easiest thing for some dads to do, no. to engage in that conversation and ask the questions. And I love how he was facilitating the dinner conversation, Yeah, you know, yeah. and he was being very intentional in he, that by saying, okay, it's your turn. Yeah. Now everyone be quiet and now it's your turn. And uh, the dinner time conversations that are guided by dad. 
yeah. can be really special. And there are helps out there. You just have to look for them. Not, you and I are both communicators. And so that kind of thing may be more natural right. for us than it is for some dads. Mm-hmm. Some dads are not necessarily geared that way. But there are helps out there. Yeah, you that's can right. find them online and stuff. In fact, yeah. we have a, a book. Um, maybe I'll bring it next time or I'll put it in the show notes. It's, it has 3,000 questions in it. Oh, wow. And they are fantastic. And yeah. there are so many nights I just grab the book and we flip it open and mm. we just start asking questions. And it, it generates really fascinating conversations. I tell you, uh, and if you need dad jokes to break That's into right. those conversations, Absolutely. you know, we do that at the dinner table, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can learn more about the research that uh, Dr. Ray does at nheri.org. And uh, Dr. Ray um, <clears throat> will be proud of our next interview. I met a young dad who had just decided with his wife to homeschool, and they came to the Thrive Conference to learn all that they could. Yeah, because so. at the very end, he said, go to the conference. Yeah. It was saying, dads, go to the conference. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he'll be that's great. this guy. Yeah. We are at the 2022 Thrive Homeschool Conference, and I just met Jerry Blackwell. That's correct. And he just told me, you're a brand new homeschooler. Like, you haven't even started, or you have started? Uh, technically, we haven't started. We okay. have a, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So we came out here to get some information, uh, hopefully come across some resources and get better acclimated with exactly what goes into the whole process, something that's uh, very interesting to us. And you said you were a little surprised at, like, the vendor hall and all the resources? Oh, absolutely. I I was in one of the breakout sessions, so... uh, trying to settle the kids down, I mistakenly stumbled into the vendor hall. And, and <laughs> okay. was, I, I guess I walked into a whole new world. I didn't know there were so many different curriculums yeah. and resources. It's amazing, isn't it? Things like that available. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. So when did you start considering homeschooling or what caused you to think about that? Uh, funny enough, I many, many moons ago, I spent some time in the public school system uh, as a teacher. So okay. being a part of it, I saw a lot of the benefits, but I also saw some of the drawbacks in terms of going that route right having my own children i wanted to kind of explore all the different options not just kind of be uh, relegated just to that one model and so what tipped you over as far as like private school public school homeschool i mean what caused you to decide on homeschooling as uh i would say one of the one of the deciding factors for me is uh wanting to have more autonomy, I guess you could say, in yep. terms of character development. Right. I believe, uh, I believe, and, and I, I don't want to just frame it in a negative context, but sometimes bad company can corrupt good character. Yeah. And I believe the inverse is true as well. So as a parent, I, I, I appreciate the aspect of that homeschool, homeschooling offers to have that direct impact on your children's life, right. especially during the foundational years. So... That's great. That's where so, we are. As you come here, for you you and your wife, what would you say kind of your biggest questions are that you feel like you want answered while you're here at the conference? I've got, uh, and again, I didn't get a chance to attend a lot of the breakout sessions because I was chasing the kids around. Yeah. But, uh, I have questions about curriculum, testing, uh, and just things of that nature. Just really uh, a lot of the, the structure that's involved in it. So right. I, I was uh, not brought up in homeschool myself i'm a public school product so it's, it's kind of a new world there's a lot to learn there's a lot of interesting information as i saw when i went downstairs so yeah well as you know 
that's what we're here for, right? To answer all your questions. The conference is just getting started, so Jerry's going to get a chance to go to the workshops, hear the keynotes. Um, I hope we can catch back up and go okay. get your questions answered, you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, not only this, but checking out the homeschool show and all the other resources. We're here for you all the year through, you know? And uh, our goal is to help parents homeschool confidence and joy. And uh, hopefully we can do that for all the parents who are asking the questions and just getting started. Fantastic. Appreciate it very much. Good deal. Can you imagine, like he said, accidentally walking into the vendor hall? <laughs> There's no accidents like that happen at the homeschool conference. Like you're taking kids and you walk into the vendor hall and you don't even know. Yeah. I walked into a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, I could, tell, I, I could tell you some stories of our first few times there and all that accidents that happened that you know the, like the god-ordained moments <laughs> so the vendor hall was a big deal for him to see all yeah. the resources so we have a little vendor hall news yeah that's right if you would like to be a vendor at the conference you can check out the application to be in the 2023 it's hard to say mm -hmm. that year 2023 thrive conference vendor hall um, that application is available now and to be in the first round of selections the applications due by october 31st after that the applications will be taken as space allows. So if you have questions, you can email Debbie Mason. Her email address is debbie.mason at nche.com. And the conference is May 25th through 27th. Um, that web, web address is nche.com slash vendor dash application. Um, also, for the 2023 Thrive Conference, you need to mark your calendars next year. As we said, May 25th through the 27th, it are, those are the dates for the conference. Hotel rooms are going uh, are open now uh, to reserve for the conference, and you can check out the Embassy Suites and the Marriott. They're part of the conference facility. Uh, to book a room at Embassy, you call one 800 774 one five zero zero and use the code H E T and to book a room at the Marriott you can call eight 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 two three six two four two seven and use the code H O M and the group name is Thrive Dash well you don't say dash do you Thrive Home Ed N C H E um, and if you are slow like me and you you can rewind this and write those numbers down. <laughs> That's right. Um, and also, like you said, it, it's such a, a life-changing thing, and we've heard it so is. many testimonies over the last weeks. So I would just encourage you to mark your calendars and yeah. prioritize it just to be a part of it. One of the things that I really appreciated about what Jerry said, which leads us into just a couple of minutes of us thinking about how we can be um, the best homeschool dads we can be. And, of course, we've already talked about that with uh, Dr. Ray <clears throat> but he he wanted the opportunity to build the character and develop the spiritual health of his kids. That was one of his motives. Mm -hmm. That's why he wanted to homeschool them. And so I think that's one of the important things that we want to encourage you as dads to do is to take ownership of the spiritual health and growth of your family. You know, mom's going to do that too. There's a lot of other people who can pour in. But it's a very special role for the dad to take responsibility for that. <clears throat> and just as we were talking about, we should just just say it again. You know, the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Um, and then it says, and these words will be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them mm -hmm. when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And so it's a whole lifestyle. Yeah. 
you're looking constantly for real life opportunities to talk to your kids. And so, um, but to, for the dad to say, that's my job. Yeah. I want to make sure my, my children are growing, which means you're reading the Bible with your kids, you're praying with your kids, maybe you're singing with your kids, you're talking about the Lord just mm-hmm. as you go along. Yeah, it's so important. Um, another thing, um, just building off of what Dr. Ray said about talking, is to make sure that we are investing in the relationships as dads. Um, it's easy to be busy. You know, we're constantly oh, yeah. doing something, uh, trying to get to the next thing. But to make sure that I always have time for my kids, I'm always ready to talk to them. I want them to know that I'm available and I'm investing in them. I'm listening to them. This is a big part of being um, a dad who's involved, yeah. is investing in that relationship and having fun with your kids. And you some know? sometimes, you know, we talked before about some dads are not the most um, – the communication is not necessarily the easiest yeah. for them. Sometimes emotions uh, are hard too. Yeah. When the children men, are yeah, having right. having emotional struggles, uh, yep. I'll just give you a tip uh, that that I found works for us. When my kids are struggling with emotions, my tendency is to want to fix the problem. Okay, and sure, we and that do. doesn't right, and that that's not necessarily what they need. And so I found that, especially for my little girls, if I just say, "I love you" and "I'm sorry," and I just hold them and listen, I don't have to fix anything. I just tell them, "I love you" and "I'm sorry." And listen, and that and that's enough for them. Yeah, that's what it's, they want. It's amazing. Absolutely. Well, we're so glad that you joined us mm-hmm. today. Uh, thanks for coming alongside us on this homeschool journey, and we'd love to hear from you. If you'll send your questions and your feedback to us at the homeschool show at nche.com, we'd love to review that. And uh, please help others find this show by subscribing, rating and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And if you think this is helpful for your friends and family, please let them know about it. To learn how to subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube, visit nche.com slash the homeschool show. And until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy.